Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new week, a new day. We're excited um, on set again, as always. I seem to be very excited for every episode. It's mostly because my guests just make my soul happy. <laughs> and the conversations that we're having, like we said, sensitive conversations, but then we're normalizing it so that we stop having such a negative mindset on things that affect us on a day-to-day -day basis. So welcome to yet another episode. This week, I'm hosting someone I admire greatly, somebody I have tons of respect for. It's, it's actually difficult to put into words, so you can imagine my excitement that he said <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I do inspire people. Right? <laughs> no, if there's anything from the first time we met yeah. that I've come out with, it's just yeah. like admiration and a lot of respect oh. For you as a person, yeah. for your energy, Thank for you. what you do, Thank for who you, you are. So you. I'm very excited for the audience to also get to know you, mm -hmm. a little bit of you, and yeah. find out a little bit about your story. And hopefully, yeah. you know, again, we learn, we live, we grow. And we rely on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so maybe, oh, this way I introduce myself. Yes, introduce okay. yourself, tell us who you are so that they can join you and they can finally feel like they're part of this club. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hi, everyone. My name is Ruel Okeo. Ruel is Hebrew, meaning friend of God. I am a, <laughs> I'm a sexual reproductive health and rights advocate. We'll get into that in the conversation. I also run a shelter for homeless and runaway queer youth called Kenneth and Jacob's House. And I am a HIV champion. Yeah, so I guess go. those are the titles we're going to sit with today. Yeah. But, but for today. Today, these are the relevant ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today, it's just to set up by saying there's a bit of a trigger warning for a sensitive topic of HIV and AIDS. But again, it's from a point of learning. We're intending to um, impact a positive message and lots of positive learnings and yeah. life skills through yeah. this conversation. Yeah. Um, so maybe just to take you back to the beginning. Oh. Yeah. Sensitive. God made Adam and Eve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back to the beginning of mm -hmm. this journey, because I can't imagine that right from the start it yeah. was a positive thing. Oh. Right? No. Yeah. So no. maybe paint us a little bit of a picture. Yeah. Well, so I tested positive in the year 2020. Right. When COVID just, you right. know, yeah. was at the height of everything, right? So, um, and you know how we were, everyone literally was mm -hmm. like, I think by the end of 2020, COVID is going to be over and done with. Yeah. And then our life can go back to normal. Yeah. That was me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, man, 2021, <laughs> I'm going to do this sort of lockdown. I can finally go out, yeah, have yeah. fun. But so during, um, during the entire process of COVID, mm -hmm. so I think I stumbled, let me call it that. Okay. But not necessarily stumbled, but I did find someone, a partner who I thought we were going to make babies mm. and buy land. Yeah. <laughs> and, and live know, happily ever live after. Live happily ever after, you yeah. know. And then so one thing led to another. Unprotected sex happened. Mm -hmm. And then three months later, I tested positive for HIV. Right. I was like, damn. Like, I survived COVID. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just to I've get lived HIV. This long. I, like <laughs> March, because I think March was when COVID, like everything shut yeah. down in March, yeah. April, May, June, July, August, September. I'm like, I just three months to the end of the year, where everything comes 
normal again yeah, and then yeah. i test positive for hiv make it make sense like couldn't i just get an sdi like like <laughs> you can get treated and then we keep it moving. We, yeah you know yeah. forget about this i wanted give me syphilis or gonorrhea or herpes mm. something mm. hiv mm. damn i'm only 23 at the time mm. so make it make sense right. i was so devastated right. by it yeah and i remember at that time i i tested positive in september 26 26th mm-hmm. that was on a saturday mm-hmm. i was still in denial at that time right of course i did tell my best friend about it because we went for an outreach program so an outreach program is basically where now instead of you going to the clinic the clinic comes, comes to, to you. you right so they run um several tests you know hiv being one of them mm-hmm. you know they also do sdis as well mm-hmm. they do a little bit of mental health mm-hmm. the outreach program so after and then there's like some small reimbursement so i'm just at home you know there's nothing we were doing and then a friend was having an outreach mm. I'm like okay so let's go to the outreach program and mm. run the test and get that money and buy the wires to make chipos yeah so we get to the place my best friend goes first his brother goes second mm. and then i have my turn now so the healthcare provider does the test the first time like ah you just tested i yeah, mean i tested yeah. the other month and yeah. it came out negative yeah. do you think yeah. and then it comes back positive right okay right. i'm like okay hold up hold yeah. up so do the test again mm-hmm. now the healthcare provider becomes worried and i can clearly see it in his face mm-hmm. so he does a test again and it comes back again positive mm-hmm. you i I I I would I did not know how to react. Right. I I didn't completely. And so we left the outreach. Mm-hmm. We were walking back home. Like at this point even the fries were not in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean your mind is reeling. Right? Exactly like This is the last thing you This is HIV we're talking about right. and HIV is for life. It's not six right. months yeah. like you know TB or something where you get it's for life. Yeah. So that's still in my head. So before I even left the outreach program I'm um, the healthcare provider was like give me your number so I can contact you and start medication what right. not was like nah I did give him my number though mm. but I didn't start my meds at the time yeah. so we got home and now you know my best friend was trying to like starting the process of making fries but I was not contributing anything mm. and so when he approached me I literally couldn't be able to tell him what had happened so I sent him a text message mm-hmm. and he said um I wish you hadn't told me that so mm-hmm. I did text him and I was like I'm HIV positive mm-hmm. and then so he said you shouldn't have told me that and so later on we were talking about it he said that he felt my pain I think in 2020 was like the worst period of my life mm. I 20 since 2018 to like 2020 that was like my worst period i got kicked out of home because of my sexuality i had no job i had no place to live right so everything was literally crumbling, crumbling down and then yeah. Yeah. boom i'm hiv positive like i mean if the devil could not reach me he definitely <laughs> he found would. he sent everyone Everything all his agents to reach me exactly yeah. so that is what he felt and he was like okay i'm going to take you to a clinic on monday and then I, um after after that after after them running tests mm. then we can know what's next so 26th 27 mm. 28th my mind is literally not settled like yeah. i could not sleep yeah i was so anxious for everything mm. so he took me to a clinic in town and 
finally at that point is where I did a test again. Like I ignored all protocols. Mm. I was like, I just want to test. I mm. don't want to do this. What mm. the whole explaining yeah, for the cancer nah, session? Just test. right, right. So the service provider at the clinic does a test. Mm -hmm. I think I can't remember. There's the rapid test and the determinant yeah. test. They both come back positive. Yeah, I promise you. That was when the first tear dropped mm -hmm. from my eye. Mm -hmm. Like, this is it. Mm -hmm. I am HIV positive. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, at that point, I was like, okay, you know what? This is it. Let me just start taking my meds. Right. Because I, what led me to immediately start taking my meds was like okay i've done four tests mm. they've all come back positive there mm. is no changing it yeah and i know from the education that i've had mm. being hiv positive means my immunity is compromised mm -hmm. and at that time i could not be able to afford healthcare. right so there is no way you can tell me i don't take my medication right so i can go to the hospital i do have money yeah yeah. For healthcare at the have time. To fix if you get exactly. sick. Exactly. Right? I don't have money for that. I didn't yeah. have any triumph. I didn't have insurance. I didn't have a place to live. Right. So I cannot add healthcare yeah. into that. Into so that, let me yeah. just take my meds to get my immunity back on track mm. and, you know, live my life. Yeah. So on September 28th at 10 a.m., I took my first ARV. That's, pill. that's actually pretty amazing. Very yeah. impressive because... Yeah. From our, our experience as healthcare providers, usually yeah. the news is so shocking yeah. that we actually have to give people a bit of time. Yeah. A bit of counseling happens yeah. before mm -hmm. they accept the diagnosis yeah. and then even start to accept that they have to be yeah. on treatment for life. Yeah. So the fact that you were able to transition <laughs> <laughs> very fast. That fast is actually impressive on its own. Yeah. But it sounds like it was more driven by stress. It really was. It was the stress around it I really, really can't was. afford healthcare I, as well. I, I mean, I had no job. I right. had no place to live yeah and then you know when i hear the stories that i grew up with like you have hiv you're gonna die mm. any mm. minute mm. if you don't take your medication that was what was in my head right death was in my head yeah and so i couldn't afford that at the time so i was like let me at least if i can work on anything to make it right mm. let me do this mm -hmm. so that was the first hurdle right but the Hurdle that was in front of me was I need to tell my partner. Right. <laughs> There's that. Yo, that was yeah. mental. That yes. was mental. Because now that you bring up a very key point of contact tracing yeah. and informing any yeah. people you've had um, exactly. sexual contact with so that they also get tested. You know? Yeah. I was mental. So I, nothing was bothering me. Mm. And, you know, I, I was still taking my meds, yes, mm -hmm. but it was bothering me. I was not even thinking about me at the time. Mm -hmm. It was him. Mm. And so, I don't know, it's like, you, fate just didn't, didn't want me to tell him, okay, mm. because I was already head over heels for him. And he was not in town. Mm. And I, this is a conversation you can't have with someone via text. Yeah. I needed to, like, tell him physically. Yeah. And he was nowhere in town. So, I approached my therapist about, I started therapy, actually, right. after Good. that okay. period. I did start therapy. Yeah. And I told my therapist, um, I need to tell him. And my therapist gave me three sides to the coin. Mm. She said, one, he might um, not know about his status. Mm -hmm. So that's a positive. Two, he might say, I wanted to infect mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. And three, he knew what he was doing. 
and he was infecting people knowingly. Okay. Those are three sides to the coin. Those are very, very tough scenario. Very tough. Yeah. Very, very tough. So I was like, and my therapist was like, if he switches the tables on you mm. and says, you wanted to infect him, mm. how will you react? Mm. Knowing very well, it's the possibility could be the other way around. Yeah. So my therapist told me, don't say anything. Really? Yeah. That's what she said. Oh, interesting. Don't say okay. anything. Okay. You know, because I, this was like a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's still too medication. soon. Still you too need soon. to process. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, don't say anything. But who, when have I ever listened to people? <laughs> you know? Good point. <laughs> you make a good point. <laughs> exactly. Right. My hard-headedness could not allow me mm. not to say anything. Yeah. So eventually, after two weeks, I approached him and I told him, um... This I is, had sex with you. Yeah. Three months later, like tested positive. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying go and get tested. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. Yeah, sure. It's right. fine. Okay. I was like, okay, so uh when are you gonna get tested? Mm. I do have a place you can go and get tested. We can go together. Because mm. you're being supportive now. Uh, I mean, I yeah. was young and I was in love. <laughs> can you believe me? Is that <laughs> I mean, you know? Right. So um Eventually, the man ghosted me. So, okay. Damn. Okay. That really hurt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, really. You, don't, you didn't get any further information? No, 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 no. no. Okay. So, I did ask him. I, I never knew the test results. I didn't know whether right. he went for a test or right. anything. But, yeah, he go that hurt me most, actually. Yeah. Before, not even, even the, <laughs> like, I mean, ghosting. that's the, the ways of the heart. We don't understand. I mean, we just don't. <laughs> exactly, you know. Yeah. But one thing that was in my head was that now I have removed the heavy burden. Mm -hmm. I have told him. Mm -hmm. So whether or not he tests, that's up to him. Yeah, true. I have done my You've part. done, you've played your role. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. did create his awareness. I told him, okay, I had sex with you and I tested positive. Mm -hmm. So you could go and get tested. The earlier, the, the better. better. Yeah. That part is done. Yeah. Now the heavier, the heavy work is now on me mm. to get better. You know, you talk about it very casually, but I'm hoping that people can hear that you have a braveness around you that doesn't even make sense. That's, that's the, way I, the best way I can put it because as a provider, the, yeah. the normal tends to be yeah. people completely fall apart yeah. and we actually have to figure out how to get counseling on board yeah. straight away, yeah. psychological support so that they're able to process their diagnosis. Yeah convince them that you know yeah. this is something that is manageable yeah. and that yes treatment is lifelong but mm -hmm. it is possible to stay healthy for the longest yeah. time like yeah. you'll be you'll probably die of natural causes before you before die of HIV. hiv exactly and then there's the aspect of contact tracing yeah. now yeah. me who works in obstetrics and gynae yeah it's like pulling teeth it's Ooh. like turning to dentistry and pulling teeth because yeah. i try and convince we'll make a diagnosis of HIV or any other STI and yeah. try and convince the person to tell their partner yeah. or partners. Yeah. And it's a listen, mess. <laughs> it's, a mess. it's almost an impossible conversation yeah. to have because then this person goes, oh, no, no, yeah. or oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Or why would I tell them? Yeah. And I'm like, no, exactly. but we also have to keep everybody else safe. Yeah. And if at all they are also have yeah. this uh, infection, they need to yeah. be treated so that yeah. we don't also spread it. So again, like you're, you're very calm about it, but it's the gravity. <laughs> <laughs> the gravity of the messaging is it's something we can't just bypass um that's it's a lot we'll have to come and it will be wrong for me not to say this mm. it had to come from the fact of the things that i told myself yeah during my healing process right. i realized um 
when I was dealing with it, I went through like all the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. That's the best way I can yeah. put it because yeah. I experienced all those. And the worst point was when I wished my best friend would also test positive. Oh, okay. That was okay. it for me. Yeah. Like, like I need to I felt, carry this burden yeah, together. You know, I felt yeah. so bad mm. that I'm sorry to say, He's promiscuous. I promise you that. And if you're watching this, I am sorry, but it's the truth. <laughs> you know? Wait, I'm sorry, but that's the truth. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I tell do know his nips and crannies, you know? <laughs> he's promiscuous, right? Yeah. And he's okay. He's HIV negative. Right. I had sex once in 2020 mm. and it tested positive. Mm. And there's, there has to be a, an anger. To that. I was very angry. Yeah. I was very angry yeah. about it, you know. So I wished for him to also test positive. Mm. And I sat and asked myself, why am I doing this? True. He's the only person who has helped me. Oh, he's true. given me a house. He's, give, he's giving me food out mm. of his own pocket. You know, he's giving, he's taking me to clinic to make sure that I take my meds. He's looking after me. Yeah. Why am I wishing this On towards him? him? Yeah. And so when I sat back, I was like, no, I can't continue feeling this way. Mm. So I'm going to change the trajectory. If I have to take this pill, Mm. I'm going to take one pill Mm -hmm. and my life continues like nothing happened. I don't want to frequent hospitals. Mm -hmm. I don't want any complications. Mm -hmm. It's just a pill. Right. Moja. Yeah. I take it, move on with life. Mm -hmm. So I told myself that. And then I developed a mantra. I told myself, I am healthy, mm-hmm. I am happy, mm-hmm. I am successful, and I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. So I kept on telling myself those mantras. Right. And every day, it started becoming easier. Right. It started becoming easier. So as I take my meds, slowly I, I'm adapting yeah. towards it. Yeah. And I remember even before I started creating content, I remember there's a time I was going to town and I had my meds in the bag because mm. I was taking them at 10 a.m. in the morning. Mm. I was in a mat. My alarm went, went through. Off, yeah. I'm like, opened the bottle, threw it in my mouth, two quarter, moved on. Mm. The second time that happened, we were down at uh, Gikomba. Mm-hmm. And then, so, in the market. Yeah. Opened it, threw it in my mouth, continued. Yeah. And that was even before I started creating content. Right. So, right. slowly, I started to change that narrative mm-hmm. of have instead of having it as stigmatizing i was mm-hmm. like okay i am taking it for my health mm-hmm. i need to be healthy True. for me True. you know if i can't afford healthcare i should avoid those triggers yeah, that can exactly. make me frequent yeah. hospital yeah. so it started becoming easier and right. easier right and so that is how you know when you say uh, it's brief it's because of those steps mm-hmm. that i took mm-hmm. And what I saw, the heat that I felt, because also at a point, because um, not to get too much into the story, but I later came to find out that he was transmitting HIV knowingly. Oh, no. Okay. Yes. That was, that's a whole podcast. Yeah, that's a crime, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. It really is. You know? That is, that is criminal, yeah, actually. That's, it's a crime. Yeah. Right? So that hurt me even more. Mm. But I was like, you know what? Um. I can't do anything about it. True. Because this and, is your reality Yeah, now. this is yeah. mine. Yeah. Not ours. We're not dating anymore. We're not doing anything. That's his. If he's doing that, whatever happens to him, that's a him problem. Mm. I need to focus on me. So, doing, working towards myself, mm. 
made me become, you know, the person who I am. Mm -hmm. And I looked at that point where also the support system now came mm -hmm. into perspective. I already mm -hmm. had my best friend supporting me. Yeah. And then it came later on. And now my folks were supporting me because uh, during this period, again, I finally got a job. I made enough money to like move out and mm -hmm. start life again on mm -hmm. my own. Mm -hmm. And that's when now my folks now came to my house. Right. Right. And so that's where we started talking about my sexuality. And it was really hard because at that time, they also found out about my HIV status, mm. which was, mm. you know, like double homicide. It's a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so For any parent, anywhere, it's a it lot. It really was, yeah. exactly. So, but how my folks handled it, actually, mm. my mom was the first I came out to about my health status. Mm. But I didn't come out. She snooped and... You found <laughs> you your meds. Found yeah. Usually the way. <laughs> exactly. You <laughs> yeah. know, and I think that was just me carelessly putting them on the couch. So when she was moving it, the pills fell out yeah, and she found she it. Them. And my mom being my mom, she Googled the pills, found out it's HIV. So when she asked me about it, I sat, I wanted to lie to her. Mm. And then I sat and remembered, I have an aunt who died of AIDS years back. Mm. And so when I thought about that, and I thought if anything was to happen to me, mm -hmm. they would know where to start. Right. I would say, okay, he's HIV positive. Mm -hmm. This is the medication he's taking. Mm -hmm. So if they're allergic something or somewhere, you know, when in terms of medication, yeah. the doctors yeah. can be able to know. Yeah. So I just came out to my mom and told her, yes, I'm HIV positive. Mm -hmm. And she said, if you need anything, if you need help, mm -hmm. I am a phone call away. Right. Yeah. And that's amazing. That's amazing. Because again, like like I said, your energy makes us feel like these things are very easy to handle. <laughs> and that's not the truth. Yeah. The reality yeah. is a lot of people are afraid to tell their parents, afraid really? to talk to family or yeah. friends because yeah. there still is to some degree some yeah. stigma mm. around HIV and AIDS, right? Heavy stigma. That's actually Heavy just stigma. the reality on the ground because we, yeah. we like to feel like we're now in 2023. Oof. We've been talking about this for Decades yes, and decades now, exactly. so maybe we are approaching it Better. a bit different. Yeah. But the reality is the stigma is still very much present. Yeah. So having parents who are able to understand and accommodate yeah. you yeah. and still love you for who you are, because the big message, the resounding yeah. message is that having HIV doesn't change you as a person. Exactly. That's the resounding message. Nothing. Because exactly. if, if you don't get that from him, mm. I don't know who else we are going to get it from. Well. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, uh -huh. people get stuck in the bubble or in the mindset that now I, this defines who I am. Yeah, I'm now exactly. defined by this exactly. disease. And yet it's a disease that you put yourself on treatment and you're taking care of yourself and your life can continue Nothing as you were destined to live, exactly. right? Exactly. Um, that being said, uh -huh. there's the other side of the coin. Because yeah. now me, I advocate for the Both youth. Yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. There's the other side of the coin where more and more we're starting to see younger people mm. not afraid of HIV. <laughs> I'm looking after young patients who their fear for pregnancy yeah. is bigger than, than their HIV. fear for HIV. Exactly. And reckless behavior is on I mean, I, it's I don't, I, I, it's, a <laughs> it's, right. not, it's, it's not, <laughs> I know it's not even like a surprise anymore because yeah. Everybody is engaging in very, not just promiscuous, but dangerously unsafe sexual yeah. practices. True. The statistics we got most Ooh. recently showed that 
we had such a huge rise in incidence of yeah. new infections. So incidence yeah. of HIV infections means new infections, yeah. not not people living with HIV. Yeah. Yeah. And between 18 to 24 years. Yeah, between yeah. 18 to 24 was the highest at yeah. 52%. Mm -hmm. And then the older folk, it was much lower. So anyone yeah. above 45, it was about 8%. Yeah. And then we looked at... Um, it, of course, there's a tendency for it that it's presented or picked up more in women. And yeah. I feel that tends to be because of the programs that are available. Yeah. Yeah. And the the reality of the matter, which came as a surprise for a lot of people, yeah. not for us in healthcare, because we know the programs that are being uh, yeah. have been set up. Yeah. But we've always tended to shun and assume that yeah. HIV belongs to sex workers, MSMs, yeah. um, transgender, transgender people, people who use IV drugs. Yeah. And yet that's the class where there was the least number yeah. of new infections. Yeah. We had more infections in what is described as heteronormative yeah. relationships. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts when it comes to the youth and this newfound bravado? Because we have PrEP. So yeah. that's pre-exposure uh, prophylaxis. Yeah. We have post-exposure pro prophylaxis. Yeah. We now have ARVs that have less side effects. So yeah. most people are looking at it as, ah, it's yeah. just where well, I'm Mihoma. living. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, right? Exactly. So what, what's, what are your thoughts? Well, um, going to circulate by sections and segments. Mm. And first, if you have to talk about it being normal, mm -hmm. it's, that's something I'm also struggling with because mm -hmm. in the content I create, especially on TikTok, guys comment like, oh, it's very normal. Mm -hmm. It's, Mm -hmm. it's okay yeah and i'm yet to find an answer to that mm -hmm. we don't want to normalize hiv true we're true. not normalizing it we don't want stigma yeah but we also don't want it to like it's your casual exactly. about you're it casual yeah. about like ah, it's fine i can get hiv because there are things we never get to post that mm. people will never see but they are some of the challenges mm. about living with hiv we're gonna get to that later and so the young people mm -hmm. I always have strong opinions, yeah. which always get me in trouble right. all the time. Right. But it's the truth, mm -hmm. you know. Young people are very reckless. Mm -hmm. Point blank. Yeah. Very reckless. Natures of sex has changed mm -hmm. tremendously. Mm -hmm. Um, partners have changed tremendously. Yeah. And if we have to put that into context and think about how, you know, the things that can be done to young people, it's because we are denying young people the information. Mm -hmm. Parents think they'll get it at school. Mm -hmm. In school, you can't talk about it. True. Because you're also worried about what parents will, will say. say if you exactly. Teach if you them. Teach it. Yeah. When we come to institutions of higher learning, mm. it's only the basics that are taught. True. So there's no information because now we'll think they will find the information online. Mm. The dynamics are not in favor exactly. because... The information online. Online. Huh. It's very crazy, you know, <laughs> right. very crazy. Because I was talking to a group of young girls, I think sometime last year. Mm. And these young girls are saying, if I use coke to clean myself after sex, I'm not going to get pregnant. I'm not going to get HIV. Coke is in Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola. <laughs> the the I'm soda, sorry, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that was last year. It's not Kitambo said that it's last year. If I use coke... It'll tighten up my, you know, <laughs> you know it's going to I make me not get had pregnant. It all. That's Oof. a new one. Oof, damn, That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. That's what they were talking about. So, 
and the level of misinformation is, is huge. Yeah. And also, if you have to look about, say, okay, they're going to find the information online. Mm. How many people know how to maneuver the internet? That's the thing. Digital literacy. True. Non-existent. None. Yeah. I only know how to maneuver TikTok. I know how to maneuver Instagram or Facebook. And that's a skill. It's a skill. It's exactly. a learned skill because if you create exactly. content, you're forced to learn, to learn about how it. that platform works. Exactly. So somebody who's just consuming content, you're just ticking and believing Swiping everything. Swiping and yeah. liking, yeah. commenting. Exactly. That's it. You yeah. don't know how to look for the perfect, the right information mm. online. Mm. So again, there's that. Mm. We think our young people have information. Mm. They don't. They don't. Right. And when it comes down to now... Um, activities that happen for ground, mm. then it's only to specific certain people. Right. I know I'm going to burn bridges by saying <laughs> this, but we, especially because I, I do most of the work in regards to um, advocacy mm. and outreaches and all that, mm. but we base it towards the people we know. Right. We don't extend it to people we don't. Yeah. And that's where we go wrong. Yeah. So not everyone mm. gets this. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You know, when we have outreaches, it's you are really, really, really burning grass here. <laughs> you know, when well, we have outreaches. That's the whole point. Listen, I'm burning grass <laughs> yeah. with just this podcast. Exactly. Okay. We're having conversations <laughs> that most people would be shuddering. Exactly. You know. Um, so let's let's it's the, about talking about the reality. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone has information, mm. right? And so we're finding it, yes, it's okay to, we've normalized things being okay, mm-hmm. but we're not telling people the positives and the negatives True. of them both. True. We're all saying, okay, yes, let's have sex positive conversations. But are we also talking about SDIs, mm-hmm. unwanted pregnancies, mm-hmm. um, HIV? Mm-hmm. We're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we are afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have to look at it from, the government itself mm-hmm. in 2020, and I think until now, Kenya is ranked third globally in teenage pregnancies. Yes. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. pregnancies don't happen through the Holy Spirit no more. <laughs> they don't. Okay. That's for sure. They don't. <laughs> you know, and for, it was yeah. targeted between um, school going children. Mm. So if school going children have the highest number of teenage pregnancies, mm-hmm. and yet we are saying, Let's not give them the information. True. We're doing something And especially wrong. so addressing parents specifically. Exactly. Because one of the biggest fights we have with comprehensive sexuality education yeah. and having it integrated into the curriculum yeah. is the belief that a lot of them come attack, have actually been attacked yeah. because you're trying to teach my children about sex. Doggy style. You're trying to teach my children Kama more. Sutra <laughs> and <laughs> positions. And I'm sitting there like, me? Why? Why? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what we're doing because exactly. information is power. Education and information and correct information is power because the more this person knows about their body, understands, am I even ready to have sex? Can I make an informed decision there? And that will actually help them decide I'm not actually ready. And if if and when I am, Mm -hmm. I can use protection. I need to vet my partners. I need to be at a more responsible level Mm -hmm. than just, okay, let's just go ahead. And then it's also a child who will be more difficult to manipulate. Because again, we do have predators. We do have older people who are taking advantage of younger people. And so they are able to stand up for themselves and say, I'm not, don't touch me like that. Yeah. I'm not interested in yeah. that. And then report the incidences. Yeah. So yeah. we are doing our 
children a disservice yeah. by hiding information, the information that they need. by feeling shy and yeah. i'm not going to be oh i don't even know how to talk about it you know? bring them to your doctor bring them to the outreach yeah. bring them to the youth exactly. clinics and let them learn from yeah. there and they have we can an help open you yeah about it yeah you know because one of the things that this is a perfect example mm-hmm. that i always give to parents right you have an age to four, nine to five mm-hmm. job, mm-hmm. right? At this point, schools are closed. Mm-hmm. What is your child doing? Mm-hmm. Very good question. You're at work. That's a powerful question. You know, yeah. you're at work. Mm. You leave in the morning and some leave way early, mm-hmm. 6 a.m., mm-hmm. 5 a.m. You've left the house, come back late at night. At night in the evening. Yeah. You're tired. You just want to sleep. Yeah. What has your child done the entire day? True. And you're not the place no. they come to to exactly. have conversations. To have conversations. Yeah. We, we, you just wake up one morning and boom, your son has impregnated someone's daughter. Mm. And then instead of, you know, trying to find out, you're already condemning the mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. So how did he know about having sex mm-hmm. if they didn't talk about it yeah. with you? Yeah. Where else and would they be getting this information? The young girl will be kicked out of home. Mm-hmm. And you didn't tell them about well. sex. Yeah. You didn't. Yeah. So why are you kicking her out of home and you denied her this information? Mm. For her, she felt it was okay to have sex. Mm. Everyone is having sex. It feels good from what everyone says. She went ahead and did it. You didn't tell her, yeah, if you want to have sex, use condoms, use this, use that, do this. Mm. There was no con- communication, mm. but kick the child out. Child comes, tests positive. Mm-hmm. It becomes a problem. Yeah. You didn't t- talk to them about sex. Who do you want to talk about sex to with? You know, uh, them to have that conversation. Yeah, with, who will yeah. they have it with? Whose responsibility Who's responsible is it? Is yeah, yeah. So mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I can only do so much. I'm already HIV positive. That's a sailed boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So how are we as parents living with our children? Mm. Is it all the time squabbling and? problems and i know we have dealing with so much we have economical issues that are weighing us down mm. everyone is feeling it yeah but this is a child if you're looking at the future of the child if you want your daughter to finish high school talk to her about it mm. don't let um unwanted pregnancies stop her from it True. don't let hiv lead someone to commit suicide because yeah. i've had those instances with someone either wants to commit suicide because they're HIV positive mm. or they have committed suicide because mm. they're HIV positive. Right. So where, what went wrong? Yeah. We did not what tell them. What can we do better? We did right? not tell them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And when I say this, mm-hmm. I get a lot of backlash because I'm like, we can't talk about sex to our kids, mm. but our kids are having sex. That's, the, that's actually the reality. I that's, mean, unless pregnancy is through the Holy the Spirit. mind that... We're still in such denial. No, exactly. Again, okay, listen. So I'm from that generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people look at me and think, oh gosh, she's such a baby. No, no, no. I'm from that generation where yeah. talking to your parents about sex was like, not hard. Oh, no, no, no. It may be hard now. Yeah. It was non-existent for us. It was, <laughs> can you shut up? Don't talk to boys. You'll get yeah. pregnant. 
um focus on school be yeah. a good girl don't yeah. even if I, it was don't talk to boys yeah. as in as far as i yeah. knew you got pregnant from what we uh-huh. are doing right now <laughs> we were talking <laughs> next thing you knew you're pregnant Boom. so we are from that a lot of the parents now yeah. that's the generation that we are from yeah. where we just don't even have the tools to have yeah. the conversation among ourselves yeah. let alone now with our children and yeah. that's fully understandable but yeah. what we're trying to say is stop running away from the reality from, don't yeah. it's too it, we are in such an age and time where you it's too expensive too dangerous to bury your head in exactly. the sand exactly. you need to actually educate yourself mm-hmm. get online and see what your kids are exposed to yeah ask them questions mm-hmm. learn what they already know because yeah. they do they they're getting information oh, they from do. somewhere they do right have this and there's <laughs> it's even worse now because again my generation yeah. internet was a rumor yeah. it was dial up <laughs> and it took 3 hours to the set internet up the internet is okay? what 20 30 <laughs> right? years right yeah you know? said don't tell people how oh, old oh, i am <laughs> okay i yeah. Let's not go there. Let's shout sana. But yeah, by, back then you had yeah. to dial it up and then the expense you just couldn't use the internet. Yeah. Now, we've sort of found ourselves now transitioning to where everything is just at the touch of a button. Yeah. So it, I can understand where they're coming from when they yeah. don't you're even in denial about how much access there is now. Yeah. You're in denial about the fact that ah, I didn't even buy them that much of a nice smartphone. Yeah. They can yeah. access on that one exactly. that they have. So we do need to be more proactive when yeah. it comes to educating our children. Yeah. Um I do have a question in terms of your experience with support in this yeah. country. Yeah. Because it sounds like you've really like I said your journey sounds pretty oh, smooth. It's, it's and not. I I can imagine it's not. <laughs> it is not. Um <laughs> because you're now in advocacy and you're such a loud voice and you yeah. are normalizing and helping people understand that you are a human, you don't need yeah. to be treated differently yeah. as long as you're responsible and taking care of yourself and yeah. taking care of others. Mm-hmm. Um do you feel that there must have been a very good support system for you to just go straight as um in such a short time as well yeah. go straight into advocacy yeah. because a lot of people are still dealing with the shame yeah and the self stigmatization yeah. before they can even think of now i'm going to share my story and then i'm going to work in advocacy to yeah. help protect other people yeah well um when it's support is relative mm. right I found support in ways I couldn't even believe mm-hmm. because um the first support system I had was my best friend. Mm-hmm. Second support system was my therapist. Mm-hmm. And third support system was my parents. Mm-hmm. Now not everyone can have it in that order. True. And sometimes we always tend to think that we need support from everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. True. You know, at this point back then how it was you know there were the government used to sponsor support groups mm. you know hospitals would have those to um support groups yeah. thing is yeah. where people would come and talk little, share experiences um, exactly in fact during our training that's yeah. what was available so we yeah. had to do rotations yeah. in the comprehensive care center in yeah. Kenyatta yeah. where you'd have support groups for the different cohorts yeah. when as you're coming in to pick your medications yeah. you had a introduction to people who yeah. are going through the same thing and then yeah. you're able to support each other yeah. yeah so nowadays that's not happening right it's if it is i mean not so many hospitals mm. but support groups are really really close to non-existent at this right. point right. right and so people are struggling so much with trying to get the right support system mm. because people are afraid mm-hmm. of you know telling yeah even disclosing yeah disclosing. because you, and disclosing is a whole journey on yeah, its own yeah. a whole journey yeah and i always tell people this uh before i get to the other point on support when it comes to disclosing mm. don't disclose until you have worked on yourself so much mm-hmm. 
that if someone rejects you because of your HIV status, it doesn't let you down. True. Because we always want to rush things. Mm. We want to tell that next available mm. person. Mm. And when they reject us, it destroys us even more. Mm. And that will destroy us from taking our meds, from working on ourselves. True. So disclosure, be so strong in, you know, in yourself. Like if someone rejects you, True. you're okay. Okay. But now when it comes to support, you can start with the first person. Mm. And that is at the facility. Mm-hmm. When you get your medication, you can always request for a therapist. And sure. it's always free of charge. Mm-hmm. It's n- always mm-hmm. free of charge. There mm-hmm. are no HIV services that are paid for. Sure. So when you get to the facility and you have no one, mm-hmm. you have your therapist. Mm-hmm. And they will walk with you through that journey. Yeah. You know, through that, like, you can make it a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they won't. It's their job. Yeah. They will talk to you. Yeah. They will n- help you become better. Mm-hmm. Because I know that is what helped me mm-hmm. even before thinking about coming out. I had my therapist for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Some things I couldn't even share with my best friend. I would tell my therapist and she would advise on how to go about things right. to make me become, you know, who I am yeah. today. Yeah. So support at this point, it's very, very relative. Mm-hmm. It might not be the person you want. Mm-hmm. It might not be your best friend. True. It might be your distant cousin. Mm. It might be your your therapist, mm-hmm. you know. So, and support is not what it is. Support can look very, very, very different for so many true, people. True. I might want support for someone to just, did you take your meds today? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Mm. That's the support I need. Mm. For someone else, it could be, um, do you need someone to go with you to the clinic? Mm-hmm. That support. Yeah. For someone else, you know, it could be, you know, um, just a voice, yeah. you know, when you feel it's bad. Yeah, someone you I know? know I can call exactly. and this is too much exactly. and they talk you down. Yeah. yeah. But now one thing about support people need to understand, 90% is you. Mm. You are your support system. True. The things you say to yourself, I know it sounds cliche, but the things you say to yourself mm. are what... Um, is what is going to make you a better person. Mm. Because I told myself the mantra that I had is what was my strongest support system. Mm-hmm. I told myself, I am happy, I am healthy, I am successful, I am blessed. I told myself that so many repeat, times, yeah. I started yeah. to believe it. Yeah. I told myself, I am taking this pill and my life is moving. Mm. I do not want any complications. Mm. I don't want to visit hospitals. That was my support system. Mm. Before I even let others in, I had to be there for myself. Mm. So people will come and say, oh, I don't have support. You have yourself. Yeah. Don't depend on people because yeah. HIV is not a we journey. Mm-hmm. It's a me journey. True. It's That's me. very if true. If I fail to take my medication, it is me who's going to get sick. Yeah. You might be my best friend and we might walk this journey together, mm. but we're not going to fall sick. Exactly. It's going to be me. It's on you. It's you on know? you 100%. You will take me yeah. to the hospital. Yeah. You know, but... You won't be there on the bed with me. True. It has to be me. True. I am my best support system. Yeah. So as much as the government is not doing so much in regards to offering support system for people living with HIV, you might not have it from your friends, but you have it for yourself. Mm. You have it for yourself. And that's the best way you can look for support system before you even have other Reach people. Out. Because, you yeah. know, when I tested positive, I was also wanted like, 
oh my gosh, I need to be in a support group for yeah. like, you know, people living with HIV. And we will sit and we talk about and our talk, feelings and we know. That didn't work. Right. <laughs> I promise right. you. Yeah. That didn't work. I yeah. found a support group. I mean, they were not doing anything mm. that, you know, I felt was helping it me get better. It wasn't having enough impact exactly. on you, right? No impact yeah. at all. I was like, you know what? Uh, get somebody else to right, do it. Right, yeah. I so, left. So basically, there's no correct form of support. There is no correct form. If support you, is what you want. Yeah, if you know someone who is living with HIV, yeah. ask them yeah. how best they'd like to be supported. You, Let's yeah. not make an assumption that there's a picture perfect of support, support system. Yeah. Yeah. Where you sit in a group like an AA meeting. Yeah. You know, that's different. Yeah. For a, You do need that you support. Probably, yeah. There you, you need yeah. community. You need to <laughs> well, find people you to keep blood. you on track. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But for HIV... That's a you problem. Mm. I it's really harsh, but it's a truth. Yeah. I had to tell myself I can't wait for people to help me out. True. I need to help myself. True. And that was the best support system I right. need. Yeah. I would my alarm would go off. I would immediately switch it off, take my pill, swallow it, but continue with the movie that mm. I was watching. Mm. Telling myself every single day as I'm taking it. That was yeah. the mantra. Yeah. Until it got to a point, I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm HIV positive. That's just my, yeah. that's my truth. I mean, that's my normal. You know? You know? It's not, I haven't it's not, changed. Yeah. Nothing has changed. Yeah. You know? I have lost relationships because of that. Mm. But I'm like, yeah, that, you're lost. We could have made a cute couple, but <laughs> you're lost, you know? True. So, because again, you're solid in yourself. Yeah. So you're not seeking validation yeah. from anyone. And that's exactly. true for every human being, not just anyone living with HIV. It's yeah. literally, if you're not self-validated, you're not sure of your self-worth, you're going to keep seeking elsewhere. Approval from people. Exactly. And yeah. that's the most devastating, it tends to have the most devastating outcomes Ooh, because your mood, your life is dictated by how someone, someone else, else is treating you or yeah, someone else is behaving. Crazy. It you is. Nobody got time for that. <laughs> right? Nobody got time for that. <laughs> Look at us giving life lessons. Look <laughs> at us. <laughs> you know, trajectory. Yeah. yeah. Um, just as we wind down, yeah. what advice would you give somebody, a young person now, yeah. who is in that sitting set up in that room with their yeah. healthcare provider and receiving the news yeah. that your test is positive. What advice would you give to them as they are now reeling, their mind is in shambles trying to yeah. come to terms with this diagnosis? The best support system. No, sorry, the best <laughs> advice. <laughs> Start your medication. Mm. Start it. Mm. Acceptance comes later. It won't happen immediately. Acceptance comes later, but start medication. Because that's the best thing you can do. You know, because you can do for some yourself, people yeah. talk about how we accept. Mm. That's an it's, everyday, that's an everyday thing. thing. I feel like that's it's a thing easy. you wake up with every day and decide yeah. to accept who you are yeah. and what you're living with Yeah, on a daily basis. It is not easy. It's not. Acceptance doesn't come easy. Mm. But I promise you what will come easy opportunistic diseases, mm. that will come that's, easy. That's 100% true. That's a promise. Yeah. That will come easy. Mm. Acceptance, it won't come. But opportunistic diseases will come easy. We are talking about tapizoster, TB, pneumonia. Mm. Those will come as quick, faster than how most of you make money. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I promise. That you is know? true. That is true. So just start taking your medication. It's not easy, but it's a necessity. Because when you keep on taking your medication, it becomes easier for you. It becomes better for you. You become, that is how you accept. And one morning you wake up and you realize I already accepted mm. and you're already moving. 
you're cruising smoothly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that message. Um, we've talked about a lot. We've sort of mentioned and mentioned here and there that yeah. you, you are a content creator. Yeah. Um, with your permission, I will yeah. definitely show some sure little thing. snippets so that people sure understand yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but again, what led you to that level of... Coming out. Exactly. Because that's the best way to put it. Because now it's different yeah. when you accept yourself mm-hmm. and then you disclose to the relevant people. Yeah. And then you work in advocacy yeah. within outreaches and certain institutions. Mm-hmm. But still, it's still yeah. quiet. It's still, yeah. it's localized yeah. to a certain degree. Yeah. Then you know you went to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, listen, <laughs> this is who I am. Yeah. Take me as I am. Yeah. So what led you there? Well, um, it started as a joke. I right. promise you guys. <laughs> All the successes I have in life right now all started as a as joke. As a joke, right. I never intended to do that, right? So by me coming out and talking about HIV, I think the first thing that was in my mind was the next person. Mm. Because after I realized that uh, HIV, the tra- I was, hey, the HIV transmission was knowingly. <laughs> right. You, you yeah. figure it out right. in your right. own words. Yeah. <laughs> That really hurts me because this is someone I truly love. That is somebody you should be reporting to the yeah. police, by the way. I would well, not be the professional I, that yeah, I am if I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> if somebody yeah. is out there infecting people intentionally, that's a criminal That's a crime, yeah. 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 It's like 7 to 14 years, actually. Yeah, right. yeah. So, you know, that pain mm. is what made me decide I need to talk about this because I promise you, and it also came from a point of, um, I would say, um, Arrogance okay. from my part. Okay. Because I think also at that time I was volunteering for an organization. Mm. You know, so I had the information about prep, about PEP, mm-hmm. about condom use. Mm-hmm. I had that information, but I was like, it can't happen to me. Yeah. There's that. Nah, nah, That's the thing. That's that I, yeah, you know, that, one. that one right there. Because with the lifestyles yeah. that we're seeing in Atta, Kenya yo, right now. It's heavy. <sighs> it's very heavy. We, th- that assumption of that I'm superpower, I'm a superpower, I'm superhuman, can I'll never, never it can never be me, I'll never get an infection. You're, yeah. This is me talking. Right. It did happen right, to me. It's right. never, like, never before, right? Mm. So I thought about the next person. Mm. Would I want the next person to go what I went through? Mm-hmm. And that was like, nah, I need to create change. Mm-hmm. I need this to stop. Mm-hmm. The HIV transmissions need to stop mm-hmm. and they need to stop with me. Mm-hmm. And how am I going to do that is by talking about it. True. I had already exhausted my platform at the point. I already talked to my relatives, mm-hmm. talked to my parents, mm-hmm. my immediates, my extended, talked to my friends. Mm-hmm. But I still felt I needed to do more. Yeah, And uh, I... I was talking to a few friends of mine, actually one friend rather. Her name is Doreen. Mm-hmm. Doreen Mora, probably you know her. Talked to her and was like, how can I be able to, you know, create information out mm-hmm. there? And already she was publicly living with HIV. Right. And, you know, like, I can't copy what you're doing, sis. That's yes, already your yes, thing. Your thing yeah. I needed to create my thing. Mm. And so that's how I started podcasting about it. Mm. And through podcasting, you know, episode one, two talking about my story and then about stigma and mm. all, all that. Getting to the start on the podcast, already I found out that it had already reached like 40 countries. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I am sending a message to 40 countries. Mm. What am I saying yeah. that I can get their attention? Right. 
And so that is how I started creating posts, creating podcast episode mm. about it and talking about it. So majorly it was because I wanted to create change. Mm. I needed the HIV transmissions to stop mm-hmm. for that next person. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to walk this, this journey, journey that I have. Yeah. I don't want them, I don't want us to normalize yeah, yeah. HIV, exactly. right? Yeah. I want it to stop mm. with me. Mm. Not the next person will stop it. No, I will do it. Right. So that is how I found myself creating content and working in HIV spaces. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, last question now, mm-hmm. because me, I could keep you here the whole day. <laughs> well, I have an entire day. What would you like to see? Because you've mentioned a lot about what the government isn't doing or yeah. what support we no longer have yeah. that we used to have before. What would you like to see more of from government, from political leaders, from our religious leaders and institutions, from schools? What yeah. would you like to see more of? in terms of both education, support, yeah. all those different aspects to make it easier. Because the other thing we keep forgetting is there are people living with HIV yeah. from birth because yeah. we do still have quite a high rate yeah. of mother-to-child Child transmission. Child yeah. And so it's not something you're going to sit down and judge someone because of their lifestyle, right? Like they were yeah. born like that. Mm-hmm. They had, this is the disease that they're having to learn to live with. Yeah. From birth, they have, yeah. they don't, this is so, your normal. This, yeah. that, for that person, that's, that's literally yeah. who they are. Yeah. Um, so what would you like to see or how would you like for these big players to have more of uh, an impact on people living with HIV in Kenya? I want to see better services. Right. Literally better services because mm. if I, if you go to a supermarket mm. and the service is amazing, mm-hmm. That's the supermarket you will want to go to. True. That's the supermarket you will tell your friends, oh, don't go here. Go here. They have mm. amazing prices. The staff is friendly. Mm. The proximity is really good. Those are the services that we need for people living with HIV. Mm. Because what we're focused on is quantity mm-hmm. rather than quality. Right. How many people have come to the facility? Mm. That's true. We actually have registers and we document yeah. everything and how you many know? people do we have on meds. Yeah. And those are the wins. Those yeah. are documented as the wins, yeah. right? It shouldn't be like that. Right. You're still dealing with human yeah. beings. Yeah. Let's have less number of people testing positive for HIV true. because the services are available. True. The information is available. Mm-hmm. You know, if we are, we're looking at it from different dynamics, we have the young people, you know, between zero to 35 we have senior citizens. Mm. Let's put all those into considerations and create amazing services mm. out of it. That you know, we have we're tackling issues like stigma. Yeah. We're tack- tackling issues like, you know, medication, proper medication. Yeah. Nutrition has to come into mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I can't be taking my every medication and I don't have food. True. True. My effort is going to be looking for food, yeah. not taking That's this actually medication, you know? And even the side effects on yeah. an empty stomach. It's heavy. Yeah. It's he- you're you're going to end up not taking, not taking them. them. There are yeah. people who take like four pills mm. for HIV. Like, you don't got time for that. Mm. I need food. I don't need this. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm in a position where I can get something from the clinic, if I'm in a situation mm. and the clinic knows I don't have food, mm. I can get food. Yeah. I will take this medication. Right. 
if the clinic shows me what stigma looks like, mm-hmm. internal stigma, external stigma, mm. anticipated stigma, mm. if the clinic emphasizes on that, I'm going to know how to tackle it. Mm-hmm. If the clinic talks to me about disclosure, mm-hmm. I'm going to know how to talk about it. Sure. When I walk to a clinic, and I'm not stigmatized because of my HIV status, sure. and I'm not a statistic. Sure. Don't look at me as a statistic. Mm. Look at me as a person coming to six services. Mm-hmm. We are going to see a change. Mm-hmm. We are going to see tremendous change because it's services that are non-existent. Right. You walk into a clinic, there are no medication. Mm. You walk into a clinic, the nurses are stigmatizing. Mm-hmm. You go into a clinic, everyone knows you have HIV. That's the other thing. I'm not going to go back there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I won't. Yeah. You see? And then that creates um, a room where even I feel so rigid, mm. I can't entrust someone. True. Because if I experience all this from a health facility, mm. what makes me sure that my friend won't do the same? True. If these are the healthcare providers who are supposed to help me yeah. get better. Yeah. So if we get the right services, the numbers are going to go down. Right. Don't look at people living with HIV as statistics. Let the medication that has been provided either remain as they are mm. or because if we have to look about how many people are testing positive, mm. we're not going to end this pandemic That's by true. 2030. I hear now it's already been moved to 2060. Yeah, we we've seen we're not meeting our goals. Exactly. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Exactly. Yeah. But see, now I took it upon myself to try and create that change. Mm. Because you see, I create content where I take my interviews publicly. Yeah. And that was how, that was the need I had to address. Mm. Because people would come to me and say, hi, Ruel. I'm really, really struggling with taking my medication. Mm. I'm like, okay, you can take them at, at, at in your house. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, it's, I can't. Mm. I'm like, why? Do you live with friends? Do you live with family who you've not told? Mm. Like, no, I just live alone. So, so you should ask yourself, why yeah. is this person who's living alone yeah. afraid, afraid of, of taking of their taking. medication? Mm. And address the issues. Exactly. I would yeah. understand if you, you know, have a spouse yeah. or, you know, yeah. ma- I would understand that. But why are you in your house afraid to take medication and you live alone? Mm. So if you're afraid, I'm going to do it publicly in public spaces where you will feel encouraged to take them at the comfort of your house. So that's a change I created. And I'm proud to say that I have initiated people into care because of that. That's fantastic. You know? Because it's powerful. You think it's a little thing. Yeah. But the fact that I'm watching you take ARVs in the ocean. <laughs> you're on taking holiday, them, on them in the bus, in the matatu, <laughs> on holiday. You're taking your matatu. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you're doing it, it's not that it's it's not in fact it's it I don't even I don't even know how to put it in English mm-hmm. because it's a powerful message without you, you even having to, to say, say anything. anything. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I really want to create that change. Mm. What can I do mm. without resources, without money that can create change? True. And that True. was that was and it's brilliant. Smallest done, thing I could honestly. actually do. Yeah. Any place you are, that's what I'm trying to. Any place that you are, mm. you can take your medic because people don't care. I mean, yeah. people have a hundred and one things problems. in the back of their mind. Yeah, we have. You <laughs> taking meds? That's the least of True. their concerns. And in fact, you taking meds is a positive. Positive. Because there's somebody thing. Exactly. else who hasn't yet been able to start exactly. on meds or hasn't accepted themselves yep. yet or their diagnosis yet. Yeah. And they're putting themselves at very high risk for, like you said, opportunistic yeah. infections. Yeah. So the fact that I'm taking, you shouldn't be 
stigmatizing me for taking, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right? But then again, you know, also people will hate. Yeah, people course, always going to hate. Course, and yeah. it's always the HIV negative people. Unfortunately. <laughs> I, I, the other day, I had to rant. Maybe you probably did see it mm. because guys became so salty in my, in my comment section right. about how I am cloud chasing using mm. HIV. I am not HIV positive. I'm just looking for really? cloud. Yeah. You know, how I shouldn't be glorifying HIV. The trolls, I am making the trolls. people... I, I was like, <laughs> I am not creating content for you guys. My content yeah. is for HIV positive people yeah. who can't take their medication. Mm. Because we are 1.4 million people living with HIV. Mm. Please, let's just leave it at 1.4. We don't want 1.5, 1.6. It's not a competition, guys. It's not. It's not. No, but you say a powerful thing, and that's maybe the message I'll close this off on. Yeah. For most people who are online, if your work is online, if you're a content creator or a digital creator of any kind, the advice, the best advice I got was if you don't have trolls, if you don't have haters, you're really not doing anything. If you right? ha- the more you have, the better you are. <laughs> the, the better the hate. harder you're working. <laughs> so just keep at it because uh, you're having an impact, uh, a massive impact. Thank you. And like I said thank right you. at the beginning, I feel like now that everybody has had a chance to experience you, ah. you all understand what I was talking about <laughs> when I said that this is somebody I have so much respect for because just the ability to be open and honest the level of self-acceptance that you've got into i mean a lot of us have a lot of work to do just on the mental health aspect forget anything Anything else else, the fact that you're able to make such a big impact from and your videos the the thing especially the arv ones where you're not even seeing anything it's in the power of where i'm standing this is where i'm taking my meds it's such a powerful message Mm -hmm. and i'm sure now that the audience have had a chance to experience you they fully understand where i'm coming from and just as a parting shot, it's literally HIV is not the end of the world. It's not. It's not a it's death not. sentence. Yeah. It's not something you need to stigmatize anyone or be afraid of anyone about. But at the same time, we're not normalizing it to the point where yeah. it's, it's okay, okay. Yeah, if it's, I get HIV. It's not. That's, that's <laughs> not the message. Yeah. And we're actually mm-hmm. trying to discourage that mindset because it's becoming more and more of a narrative. And yeah. it's very dangerous that yeah. we're seeing with the youth at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much for thank joining for me. I'm me. so honored. I don't even think you understand. Well, we can have an episode too. <laughs> we probably will. We probably will because um, if you look at the description um, below this uh, video I'll, and also if you're listening, if you're an audio listener, I'll have the description alongside the episode. You'll find all our contact information, all our socials. If you want to reach out to him directly, if you'd like to leave a comment with questions, I mean, I can always... I mean, Shoot always I'll, give me an excuse Nicole, to have him back. <laughs> I'm unemployed, so I have so much time. <laughs> give me an excuse to have him back on. But as always, thank you so much for tuning in and thank you so much for taking the time. I hope you've learned quite a bit about um, HIV and uh, from especially from a young person living with HIV. Yeah, I'm 26 uh, now. 26. Yeah. 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 Searching. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's, I, that's am we'll, <laughs> I am searching. I am very we'll, much searching. We'll set Please. you up on another Niliatua. day. <laughs> Niliatua. Imagine. <laughs> so thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you again on next week's episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs>